waiting for the president to speak uh, pretty soon, and when he does, we'll bring that to you, because this could be pretty big. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to talk about some gun legislation or what. But. Well, he was tweeting about tying gun legislation to immigration legislation uh, earlier today, which is an intriguing and strange and incredibly complex idea. Um, he's being attacked for it. Of course, he's attacked for everything. But why you would tie immigration to gun legislation at this point is a bit of a head-scratcher for a lot of people. So one of the murderous losers uh, was arrested, the guy at the Walmart who killed 20, and then the other loser scumbag who killed the people coming out of the bars, he died in the uh, in his efforts. I don't know what's the preferred outcome, but, um, you know... I hate to spend a single cent of taxpayers' money trying these people. No, on the other hand, I wouldn't mind getting inside their heads. Right. And I wonder what the the guy from Saturday is thinking, because there, there have been a number of these where they lived, and that's rare, but where they lived, and they almost immediately regret it, which just makes it all the even more sad and tragic. Right. You freaking moron. Right. You freaking moron. And then the ones that do die, you're going to die anyway. How about you just kill yourself? I mean, what the hell? Yeah. I I just feel like we're like this close, if we could get to these people, of talking them out of it. Right. Well, we used to, systematically, as a society, talk them out of it by connecting them. I think this is all about disconnectedness to, to normal human interaction. I think you find... Well, yeah, and, and just in coping in the contagion thing Mac, Malcolm Gladwell's talked about, we have a bunch of disconnected, angry people, and we'll get to the president in seconds, um, who think this is something they can do to express their rage. And if we could just get to them, you know, five minutes before they do it, I think maybe sometimes you could talk them out of it. But we're going to go to the president of the United States and see what he's got to say about this whole mess. Good morning. My fellow Americans, this morning... Our nation is overcome with shock, horror, and sorrow. This weekend, more than 80 people were killed or wounded in two evil attacks. On Saturday morning in El Paso, Texas, a wicked man went to a Walmart store where families were shopping with their loved ones. He shot and murdered 20 people and injured 26 others, including precious little children. Then, in the early hours of Sunday morning, Dayton, Ohio, another twisted monster opened fire on a crowded downtown street. He murdered nine people, including his own sister, and injured 27 others. The First Lady and I joined all Americans in praying and grieving for the victims, their families, and the survivors. We will stand by their side forever. We will never forget. These barbaric slaughters are an assault upon our communities, an attack upon our nation, and a crime against all of humanity. We are outraged and sickened by this monstrous evil, the cruelty, the hatred, the malice, the bloodshed, and the terror. Our hearts are shattered for every family whose parents, 
children, husbands and wives were ripped from their arms and their lives. America weeps for the fallen. We are a loving nation and our children are entitled to grow up in a just, peaceful and loving society. Together, we lock arms to shoulder the grief. We ask God in heaven to ease the anguish of those who suffer. And we vow to act with urgent resolve. I want to thank the many law enforcement personnel who responded to these atrocities with the extraordinary grace and courage of American heroes. I have spoken with Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, as well as Mayor DeMargo of El Paso, Texas, and Mayor Nan Whaley of Dayton, Ohio, to express our profound sadness and unfailing support. Today, we also send the condolences of our nation to President Obrador of Mexico and all the people of Mexico for the loss of their citizens in the El Paso shooting. Terrible, terrible thing. I have also been in close contact with Attorney General Barr and FBI Director Ray. Federal authorities are on the ground, and I have directed them to provide any and all assistance required, whatever is needed. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. We have asked the FBI to identify all further resources they need to investigate and disrupt hate crimes and domestic terrorism, whatever they need. We must recognize that the Internet has provided a dangerous avenue to radicalize, disturb minds, and perform demented acts. We must shine light on the dark recesses of the Internet and stop mass murders before they start. The Internet, likewise, is used for human trafficking, illegal drug distribution, and so many other heinous crimes. The perils of the Internet and social media cannot be ignored, and they will not be ignored. In the two decades since Columbine, our nation has watched with rising horror and dread as one mass shooting has followed another over and over again, decade after decade. We cannot allow ourselves to feel powerless. We can and will stop this evil contagion. In that task, we must honor the sacred memory of those we have lost by acting as one people. Open wounds cannot heal if we are divided. We must seek real bipartisan solutions. We have to do that in a bipartisan manner that will truly make America safer and better for all. First, we must do a better job of identifying and acting on early warning signs. I am directing the Department of Justice to work in partisan partnership with local, state, 
and federal agencies, as well as social media companies to develop tools that can detect mass shooters before they strike. As an example, the monster in the Parkland High School in Florida had many red flags against him, and yet nobody took decisive action. Nobody did anything. Why not? Second, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. Cultural change is hard, but each of us can choose to build a culture that celebrates the inherent worth and dignity of every human life. That's what we have to do. Third, we must reform our mental health laws to better identify mentally disturbed individuals who may commit acts of violence and make sure those people not only get treatment, but when necessary, involuntary confinement. Mental illness and hatred pulls the trigger, not the gun. Fourth, we must make sure that those judged to pose a grave risk to public safety do not have access to firearms, and that if they do, those firearms can be taken through rapid due process. That is why I have called for red flag laws, also known as extreme risk protection orders. Today, I'm also directing the Department of Justice to propose legislation ensuring that those who commit hate crimes and mass murders face the death penalty and that this capital punishment be delivered quickly, decisively, and without years of needless delay. These are just a few of the areas of cooperation that we can pursue. I am open and ready to listen and discuss all ideas that will actually work and make a very big difference. Republicans and Democrats have proven that we can join together in a bipartisan fashion to address this plague. Last year, we enacted the Stop School Violence and Fix NICS Acts into law, providing grants to improve school safety and strengthening critical background checks for firearm purchases. At my direction, the Department of Justice banned bump stocks last year we prosecuted a record number of firearms offenses. But there is so much more that we have to do. Now is the time to set destructive partisanship aside, so destructive, and find the courage to answer hatred with unity, devotion, and love. Our future is in our control. America will rise to the challenge we will always have, and we always will, win. The choice is ours, and ours alone. It is not up to mentally ill monsters. It is up to us. If we are able to pass great legislation after all of these years, we will ensure that those who were attacked will not have died in vain. May God bless the memory of those who perished in Toledo. And may God protect them. May God protect all of those from Texas to Ohio 
May God bless the victims and their families. May God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Um, well, we can discuss that. We've got plenty of other stuff to discuss. We've gotten a lot of interesting texts. Uh, even while the president was uh, speaking, I've got um, four things almost all shooters have in common, which is pretty damned interesting. Uh-huh. You want to call them murderers instead of shooters? What did you decide yeah. you want to call them? Murderers. That's fine. Yeah. Um, any comment on the president? Yeah, shooter sounds something. It just sounds kind of cool and exciting. You're a murderer. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're a cowardly murderer. Okay. It's like uh-huh. going, walking up to a four-year-old kid and punch him in the face. They're defenseless. You're a coward. You sick little cowards. Hey, here's a question for you. I was thinking about this all weekend long. I can't believe I, I've forgotten it till now. When was the last time, and uh, I was thinking during the president's speech, don't switch to cable news and don't listen to politicians right now. They're, they're, that will do nothing but harm to you and the discussion. When was the last time you heard a major media outlet personality, editorial, just say, don't hurt people because you're angry? You want to lash out. It's kind of an animal instinct. Toddlers do that. Jack can tell you that. Um, Young kids do that. You don't get to hurt people. Don't hurt anyone. When was the last time you heard that message delivered in the mainstream media? Just because you're angry doesn't mean you get to hurt someone. Nobody says that, ever. And that's at the bedrock of this. And yet, we scream at each other. I wonder if we could get everybody in every channel to like end every show with that or start every show with that. Hey, remember everything we're talking about here? Don't hurt anybody because right. of it. We're just talking. If you're angry, find help for your anger, but don't hurt anybody. You said it all the time. It might make a difference. You hear that none of the time. I, I You know, and I have more thoughts on media and society and how to have a ha- happy life in the midst of all this, um, you know, which we'll get to sooner or later, but um, I don't know. And we want you involved in that, and uh, we'll talk about the president said coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the president just spoke, and he decried uh, our violent culture, which we definitely have. Um, uh, racism, which is worth decrying. The sickness of the Internet. The sickness of the Internet. Violent video games, which I'm not sure how big a role that plays. but It plays a role, but it's like, uh, how does a kid become a major league uh, pitcher? Got to be like four or five things fall into place. So I think the video games play a role in it, but they're not the... The, like the cause. The, the one of the reasons that this, uh, and this is the reason I mentioned this. One of the reasons I was just thinking about this during the break for, for uh, it's almost impossible for most of us to even get close to going to where these people end up. I mean, it's one of the reasons that the whole mental health thing is so difficult. I mean, even mental health professionals who work on these things for. They dedicate their lives to it. The best in the world are really bad at predicting who's going to do what Mm -hmm. and who's, you know, off the rocker to whatever extent. And most of us just are so far away from from ever shooting a bunch of people 
that's it's hard to even get close to what's going on there. Yeah, in a way, uh, I know what you mean. On the other hand, I think everybody's been so angry they want to hurt somebody in their life. Um, and you ought to think about how you dealt with that, how you diffused that. What was it in your life that made you not act on that? Um. I think it's as simple as that. I think it's much more base human than people are are suggesting. I was just flipping through Twitter, which, speaking of toxic wastelands, um, those of you who want to make this all about white supremacy because of the guy in El Paso, oh, my God, you're making such a mistake. I mean, you're against white supremacy. Yeah, so am I. Congratulations. How about all of these lunatics who had nothing to do with white supremacy? You're You're completely missing the boat. And and again, as I said about the other stuff, feel free to condemn it and work against it. I think you should. I think it's a good idea. But if you think that's going to solve it, even as a lot of people on your side want to make all politics about race, what do you think the natural result of that is going to be? If you make all politics about race, what do you suppose people of a particular race are going to do? They're going to make their lives all about their race. Sick. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've got some highlights from the president's powerful message this morning. He was saying we must speak out with one voice against racism and hatred. We'll get into that in a minute. Boy, in a text we've gotten over and over again, which is kind of interesting uh, also about this. On the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Line. Have there been any post-mortem brain examinations of these stupid, angry cowards like we do with football players and CTE? I'd be curious to see if officials could find a common link in all of them. Uh, that that it would be interesting. Mm, yeah, but I'm... Uh, yeah, that could be. I just... I'm afraid that they would realize it's, uh, it's very, very common. Well, speaking of common, this Our is problem the, is not neurological; it's societal. This is the text that we've gotten over and over again, which is it is interesting. I'm looking at the pics. Why do they all look alike? I'm looking at the three shooters from the last week, and if you'd have told me they are all brothers or cousins, I wouldn't have questioned that a bit. Agreed. O- other texts saying the same thing. Um, I've seen the pictures of the garlic festival shooter and the Walmart shooter murderer. They look like they could be twins. What's going on there? And a lot of you would point out to uh, white males in their 20s or teens. The loser at the Walmart graduated from high school two years ago. Yeah, Jesus. but again, there's this obsession with race. And and granted, it's majority white people, but we are a majority white nation. Um, you know, you've had people of different races do that, too. Less so, but again, you're, you're mostly missing the point, I think, if you focus on race. By the way, the hypocrisy of the media is just astonishing. There are many news organizations that if they are in hot pursuit of a very dangerous person, they will not name that person's race if it's a black man. They'll just say, he is wearing a a, a red shirt, blue jeans, and a white ball cap. They will not tell you the race. But on the news today, you hear two white men with great meaning and heaviness in their voices. Two white men killed a bunch of people. 
It's just, I, I tell you what, the media is diseased we along get, with the rest of society. We always get the text asking about were they on any sort of mental drugs or uh, did they grow up on Ritalin? Are they part of that? Right. is a big thing, yeah. But I do have this, and this is actual science and data. It's the most interesting thing I've come across, and it's uh, a couple of people, part of a study that have looked at every shooter since 1966 and came up with the four things that they have in common, and it's pretty interesting. Wow, not to be missed. Yeah, that's on the way. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Right now, news with Marsha Phillips. Uh, President Trump condemning this weekend's deadly mass shootings in both Texas and Ohio. Addressing the nation from the White House today, Trump called the shootings wicked and evil. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. And the president went on to warn about the pervasive power of the Internet and the social media. We must recognize that the Internet has provided a dangerous avenue to radicalize, disturb minds, and perform demented acts. We must shine light on the dark recesses of the Internet and stop mass murders before they start. The Internet, likewise, is used for human trafficking, illegal drug distribution, and so many other heinous crimes. The perils of the Internet and social media cannot be ignored, and they will not be ignored. I agree with everything the president said about white supremacy. I think that was pretty well said. Uh, on the other hand, you know, it's being pointed out, and I haven't verified this yet, um, but the uh, the guy in Dayton claimed to be a socialist, a Satanist, an Elizabeth Warren fan, and thought there were too many guns. So, and then you have the Columbine guys, completely apolitical. The, the the rotten piece of crap who, who shot Gabby Giffords is mentally ill to the extent that he had any politics they seem to be left. And it just, again, you people are missing the point. What did these people have in common? We're going to get to that in a minute or two. Trump also vowed to go after the evil contagion of gun violence, and he said it's got to be done in a truly bipartisan manner. He said that should include reforming the mental health situation in America. I hate to even get into the gun conversation for a number of reasons, including, uh, we don't have all the details yet, um, but I always have to ask the question when I hear people uh, throwing around common sense gun laws, would any of the common sense gun laws you're currently throwing out made a difference in any of the shootings? And regularly, like most of the time, no. You have a shooting, people start talking about a law that wouldn't have had any effect on that shooting. That just started this conversation. That happens over and over and over again. Meanwhile, you got Mexico now considering legal action against the U.S. after six Mexican nationals were among who, those who were killed in the El Paso shooting and no, seven others domestic, injured. It's just Mexico and their domestic politics. The, the president has to do that, so he looks proactive. Yeah. And, It'll go nowhere. And President Trump also mentioned he already reached out to the president of Mexico, and they had all talked about the situation. In other news, the BBC reporting that Iran is accusing the crew of another seized oil tanker of smuggling in the Persian Gulf. 
The report is citing an Iranian Revolutionary Guard news source that said the ship was boarded last Wednesday near the island of Farsi and that seven crew members were arrested. The report said the tanker was transferred uh, transferred rather to an Iranian port city where the oil cargo was confiscated. I'd like to apologize in advance for the sort of humor that uh, you hear in cop shops and newsrooms and emergency rooms and the rest of it, but soon we'll have to pause killing each other and kill some Iranians as tensions grow and grow and grow, and Iran is trying to cause a crisis as fast as they can. So keep your eye on that one. One quick note, scientists at the USC Ostro School of Dentistry say they've discovered how genes for the roots of teeth turn themselves on and off. They say that's going to be a key toward someday being able to have teeth regrow themselves. Yes. Where they're supposed to grow or just randomly? Oh, boy. If uh, the uh, two proteins, uh, doctors say, have to be in balance for teeth and roots to grow properly. But anyway, they're talking about the possibility of regrowing teeth. No chance this goes terribly wrong the first several times they try it. Right. Got a tooth growing out the top of your head. They just go, or they just go, grow constantly. You're shedding teeth like a German shepherd (laughs) sheds hair. (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You'd be like a baseball player. You'd be spitting so much, but it would be molars. <laughs> oh, man, another set. <laughs> the president and Marshall mentioned the Internet. We're going to talk to um, a reporter about 8chan, which I was barely aware of and then spent a fair amount of time yesterday on the site or at least looking at screen captures of it. And there's some uh, pretty wild conversations go on in that uh, in that space. Yeah. The, the true black, nasty side of the Internet is that people with horrific impulses reinforce each other. Yeah, the, the, and, and okay, so the guy who started 8chan is talking about shutting it down. A different one will pop up that afternoon. So Right. Uh, although, yeah, if it brings more awareness to the phenomenon and how these disconnected people are connecting, but in disgusting ways, I think that's healthy. So we're discussing all kinds of different angles. Everybody is trying to figure it out, because everybody wants to stop this from happening. Well, researchers that have looked at every shooting since 1966 have come up with the commonalities among these people. And we've got that for you next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're doing well in spite of all the horror in the news and in American society these days. We're trying to process it like you are and in a way that is very, very different than virtually anything else I've heard. And I say that not to, you know, you know, blow our own horns, but um, everywhere I've turned to help me understand all this has disappointed me. And I think Jack's had mostly the same experience. I think we just want to keep attacking each other um and and i don't think that's what needs to happen right now so this is the best thing i've come across from the los angeles time in the last week more than 30 people have died in separate mass shootings we all know that and many injured horribly say these two writers jillian peterson and james densley we believe that analyzing and understanding data about who commits such massacres 
can help prevent more lives being lost. For two years, we've been studying the life histories of mass shooters in the United States for a project funded by the National Institute of Justice. Uh, We built a database going back to 1966 of every mass shooter who shot and killed four or more people in a public place and every school incident at schools, workplaces, and places of worship since 1999. They interviewed incarcerated perpetrators, so incarcerated shooters and their families, shooting survivors, first responders. They've read media and social media manifestos, suicide notes, trial transcripts, and medical records. So it sounds like they've been pretty damned thorough. Our goal has been to find new data-driven pathways preventing such shootings. That Um, sounds great. Although we haven't found that mass shooters are all alike, our data does reveal four commonalities among the perpetrators of nearly all the mass shootings that they studied, again, going back since 1966. First, the vast majority of mass shooters in our study experienced early childhood trauma and exposure to violence at a young age. The nature of their exposure included parental suicide, physical or sexual abuse, neglect, domestic violence, and or severe bullying. The trauma was often a precursor to mental health concerns, including depression, anxiety, thought disorders, and suicidality. Wow, okay. Second, practically every mass shooter we studied had reached an identifiable crisis point in the weeks or months leading up to the shooting. So fairly recently, then, in before they do the shooting. They often had become angry and despondent because of a specific grievance. For workplace shooters, a change in job status was frequently the trigger. For shooters in other contexts, relationship rejection or loss often played a role. Such crises were, in many cases, communicated to others through a marked marked change in behavior, an expression of suicidal thoughts or plans, or specific threats of violence. That's interesting. I don't know what you do about that if you see somebody behaving that way. It's not as easy as it might sound. Right. I mean, you can talk to them, obviously, but uh, anyway, I'll move on to the others. Third, most of the shooters had studied the actions of other shooters and sought validation for their motives. People in crisis have always existed, but in the age of 24-hour rolling news and social media, there are scripts to follow that promise notoriety and death. Societal fear and fascination with mass shootings partly drives the motivation to commit them. Hence, as we have seen in the last week, mass shootings tend to come in clusters. They are socially contagious. Perpetrators study other perpetrators and model their acts after previous shootings. Many are radicalized online in their search for validation from others and their will to murder is justified. Boy, this is so good so far. So that gets to the whole, geez, media did. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying we don't discuss is white nationalism a growing problem, but you don't need to have. I don't need to see what the guy looked like with his gun walking into a Walmart moments after it happened. Right. Every freaking where I turned. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that's causing more shootings and they still do it. It's mind blowing. Anyway, and the fourth one that they commonality they found, the shooters all had the means to carry out their plans. Once someone decides life is no longer worth living and that murdering others would be the proper revenge, only means and opportunity stand in the way of another mass shooting. Is an appropriate shooting site accessible? Could the would-be shooter obtain firearms? And 80% of school shootings, perpetrators got their weapons from family members, according to their data. 80% mm. got their weapons from family members. Workplace shooters tended to use handguns they legally owned. Other public shooters were more likely to acquire them illegally. So those are the four common things they found in all shootings. Yeah, that's not very surprising to me. No? Uh, I I would also, you know, I'd like to see that broken down by decade, too, since they went back to, what, the 60s? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that that's a decent question that um uh, that they don't get into. Is it the same thing now as it was in the seventies? Yeah, yeah, when they were spread really far apart. Yeah, I think there are probably, you know, not minor but maybe not super important differences between then and now. Um, I think some of the now stuff might explain the 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 tighter clusters and the the greater frequency um because the ability to study or find uh, fascination or glory or whatever in the last guy is just omnipresent in a way that was practically inaccessible you know 30 years ago mm-hmm. i mean you had to be really really into it and you had to go looking now it just washes over you in waves and you know to the extent that there were friends of mine and they're they're friends and they're really good people who were completely you know into the story over the weekend and I told them stop take me off of this thread I don't want to spend my entire weekend contemplating that I'll get to that soon enough um it's it's practically unavoidable now so that's changed it's it's a question of Using violence as a coping mechanism for your anger and hurt. It's just so clear. That is the question. Not one particular ideology or another. I mean, and I don't want to waste your time, but some of the most horrific ones, these people were either apolitical or lefties or it didn't matter or they're crazy or whatever. It's just that's you're barking up the wrong tree. And I'm not saying don't try to figure out... um you know, how to limit or end repugnant ideologies, I think you ought to. It's a good way to spend your time. Um, but that's not what's at the heart of this. It reminds me of, you know, people used to say about Trump, they still do, um, those with any ability to perceive things. Trump, with his, his style and his combativeness and his rhetoric, he didn't start the wave. He didn't cause the wave. He's just on the wave. Um, but, you know, that's unfashionable to say, and I don't know. The, but I keep going back to the internet aspect of it. That's that's the newest thing. The ability. Well, I to, think it's really important. The too. ability to be alone somewhere. The ability to have no friends yet communicate with tons of people that think exactly like you, no matter how wacky your thinking is. Is jeez. I mean, it couldn't be a newer introduction to to, to, to the brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it was impossible. God, you lived in a smallish town somewhere, and you were into abusing animals or, you know, weird sex stuff or murdering people. They're, how are you going to talk to anybody right? ever in your life? Well, I grew up in a gigantic metropolitan area, and the question and answer are the same. You, no, how would you? Now, no matter what your weirdness is, you can find a website where you can talk to a whole bunch of people that, that think it's cool and normal and, and come up with some justification for why you ought to do it. And beyond you know acceptance, which I think is nice if you merely are quirky, it's promotion. It's active promotion of those ideas by your fellow sick minds. And it's uh, it's often young men. It's mostly young men because of the way young men are built. And that's why, it, it, and every society has known this. Because of the awesome power of young men to do things, their energy, their, their uh, ability to commit to something, their lack of fear, young men are an awesome power. But awesome powers have to have healthy channels to express themselves. Or 
they will express themselves in ugly ways. And you've got the demonization of young men. You've got a society that's moving further and further away from the things that young men do well. You have them constantly convinced that there's something wrong with them. They're demonized. Um, I just, I, th- I think we're kind of a diseased society. I will tell you this, though. In terms of having a happy life in the midst of all this, concentrate on your family, on your friends, on your work, on your social organizations, your church, whatever. Uh, on your studies, that which fascinates you, learn to play a musical instrument. Do not make politics and the media your identity. That is a recipe for a, a, an unhappy life. And I say that as a guy who makes his living in the media. Um, you mentioned, so you know I'm telling the truth. You mentioned church. should throw that out there because we always get a lot of texts on that topic. That a lack of God. I mean, that's... that's The Bible! That's right, sir. And or, something to turn to that uh, for a lot of people for thousands of years has uh, has made sense of the world, the bad stuff and the good stuff. And even if you're an atheist, the one thing religion provides, and you can find this somewhere else if you want, a specific moral code that you can look at and go back to and weigh your behavior against. Now, if you don't want to be religious, again, that's none of my business. Do you have a specific moral code? A lot of people, that answer is no, absolutely not. I just kind of sort of think about being a good person. I try to follow the way of the Jedi. Does well, that count? That, that works. That's, that's better than nothing. Good. Good. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, a leading conservative talking about white nationalism at some point coming up on the show. 